Hey there, this is episode 37 of the Balanced Pie Podcast. Quick tips for a frugal wedding. Welcome to the Balanced Pie Podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced Five blog because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. So I was inspired to write the blog post that goes with this podcast episode. When my little sister got engaged recently, she is planning a fall wedding, and I'm super excited for her and her fiancé. They have been through uh, some stuff together. It's been a long road to get to where they are, but right now, they are so happy together. And I am just over-the-top happy for them. Like, they both deserve this and the good things to come. So, uh, my sister knows that I am really into finding ways to save money, and she has been asking me a lot of questions about how my husband and I saved money on our wedding back in 2010. Uh, Some of this stuff really isn't relevant anymore, especially with the economic changes in the area that we live. Um, Our city has had a lot of growth and price inflation, like more than the U.S. in general. It's kind of crazy around here. And where my sister lives, they've seen the same thing. But overall, these are really good suggestions and they will help you save money, even though it might not be as much as I saved ages ago when I got married. So the average cost of a wedding in the U.S. is actually around $30,000. And that's an awful lot of money to spend on one day. If you're looking for more affordable alternatives, there are many, many ways to plan and host a frugal wedding without going into debt. These ideas will allow you to do something meaningful with your partner and celebrate your love in a way that doesn't break the bank. I will be honest though, the main advice that I've given my sister is to just elope. We got married um, and had a pretty small wedding, but I really wanted a wedding versus an elopement because I wanted those pictures with my family. And no offense to my family or any of our guests, it was all on me, but our wedding day was stressful just because I wanted things to go well and... I wasn't expecting perfection, but I was hoping that there wouldn't be any catastrophes. And overall, things did go really well, and the whole experience was pretty smooth, other than the owner of our venue was maybe a little crazy and quick to jump the gun on cleanup, because my husband's grandma was actually cleaning the bridal suite during the reception, because of the owner of the venue, but that's besides the point. It would have happened even if we had paid full price. So I guess my point is, if you really want to be cheap, 
and save a lot of money? Elope. It'll save you so much stress, so much money. So I got married in 2010 and we spent about $5,000 total. My husband and I were both poor college students with no money. <laughs> like We were working, but we were paying our way through school. So frugality was really our only option. We made hard decisions like keeping the guest list super small so that we could afford to have that special day. You don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars just to walk away with a spouse. The purpose of a wedding is to get married. And marriage is about so much more than one single day. So don't spend too much time, money, or effort to make one day perfect. There will be flaws and mistakes, but you'll end up together. And that's what really matters. Can you have a frugal wedding without a wedding planner? And the answer to that is, of course. You can plan a wedding without a wedding planner. You can hire someone to help you organize the event, and that will really, honestly, be a lot easier on you. But there are many frugal DIY options that will help keep your costs low. Managing all of the moving pieces of a small wedding will definitely stress you out. And I'm sure it's probably a lot worse if you have a larger wedding. Uh... I basically managed everything myself, and it really wasn't an enjoyable experience for me. Like, in the end, I did have fun overall, but in the lead-up to the wedding, I was so stressed out. If you want a larger or more complex wedding, ask a trusted relative or friend to ask as the day of coordinator. So, I wish I had asked my sisters for more help on the day, like, they were uh, 20 and 18, and they both stepped in and did as much as they could on that day, but I really should have asked for their help earlier for my own mental health. And when you decide to forgo a wedding planner, make sure to create and follow extensive planning lists. So if Trello had been popular when I got married, I don't know if it even existed back then, um, I absolutely would have used it to organize everything. You can create lists and cards within those lists to manage all the bits of a wedding. So it's a, an online organization system. I use it pretty extensively for my different business ventures. And I definitely think it would have helped a lot with wedding planning. What is the most expensive part of a wedding? So the answer to that is the venue usually. Um, it can cost thousands of dollars to find a place to get married. Even if you don't pay a huge amount for the location itself, you'll end up spending more to cover tables, chairs, linens, dishes, etc. So you're going to probably end up renting those items from the venue and that really adds on to the cost. Tips for saving money on a wedding venue. You can save money by hosting your wedding at home or, you know, maybe in a relative's house or the backyard, on a college campus or in a park. You'll need to check with your city on the rules for hosting weddings in public spaces, but it's definitely worth looking into. You can also host a frugal wedding at an affordable venue by working out a deal or negotiating the prices of items like tables and chairs. When I got married, I gave up control. 
I called local venues and just was honest with them. I said that, you know, we can afford $500. Do you have any dates available that you can offer that rate for? (laughs) And so to save money, I gave up control over our actual wedding date. Like, I did get the venue that we had budgeted $500 for, and at that time they were charging at least $2,000 usually, but I didn't get to choose the date of our wedding at all, and I had to plan the entire event in just two months. So they had an empty date two months out from when I called. I grabbed it for that cheap rate and planned a wedding real quick. You can also look for a reception hall that doesn't charge a lot per seat, and that will help keep the cost of food, alcohol, and the space much lower. So you would get married in one location and then have all your guests probably drive to a separate location that is a little cheaper. Another way to save money is to borrow things, and that includes decorations, tablecloths, dishes, cutlery, etc. Older family members can be really good sources for borrowing things that they don't use anymore. Even if you have to spend some money up front to buy something new, it will be more than offset by your savings when you're able to get free stuff instead of renting or buying them yourself. When you want to pay off debt, but just don't know where to start, I've got your back. The Debt Payoff Planner is a free, downloadable guide that will walk you through three easy, actionable steps to create a customized debt payoff plan. You'll gather all of your debt information, choose a payoff method that works for your life, and create a plan that includes monthly payment amounts. Go to balancedfi.com slash debtpayoffplanner to download now. So, how do you have a frugal wedding? First up, (laughs) keep the ceremony small. Have an intimate ceremony with just close friends and family. We only had about 40 guests at our wedding, but if we had invited all of our aunts, uncles, and cousins, uh, the guest list would have been close to 300. I have a big family, and we couldn't afford that. There's no way we could have paid for that many people. Fewer guests mean that you can use a smaller ceremony location, which is cheaper, yeah, a smaller reception hall, and less parking areas. You'll need to provide less food and drink, so you can either spend less or you can supply higher-end meal options. Keep your guest list small and intimate by inviting close family and friends instead of announcing the event publicly or to extended relatives that you barely know. It's more affordable because it reduces the need for things like a cake, a DJ, etc., but still allows you to celebrate with those who are most important in your life. I will caution you that, obviously, if you have a smaller wedding, you're going to get fewer gifts, Uh, but if you're getting married as an adult, you probably have a lot of the stuff you would have been registering for anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. Find a less expensive wedding cake. You can save on your wedding cake by asking a friend or family member who bakes cakes for their home business to make one for you. Obviously, you should pay them if it's a business, but you can have it served as both your wedding cake and your groom's cake during dessert time at the reception, and that'll save you a lot of money. Or you could choose not to buy a cake from a standalone bakery 
and order one from the bakery of your local grocery store. It will probably be less fancy, honestly, but it can still be decorated beautifully. Uh, a really amazing tip that I came across while helping my sister plan her wedding is just Google like Costco wedding cake hacks. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes, but you can buy one of those big sheet cakes from Costco and like cut it up and add some flowers and it looks like a legit like fancy bakery made wedding cake. Uh, the pictures that I've seen were done by someone who works as a baker, so yours might not turn out as great, but you know, you could buy a test cake a couple months ahead of time, try it out, and get to eat that cake too. The Costco sheet cakes are like $20, I think, and they're actually really, really good. Keep your food costs down. Save money by cooking your own meal or hosting a potluck-style reception so the guests can contribute their dish as well. And that also provides an opportunity to, for them to bring over items like wine. So it might sound unappealing at first, but many people love bringing dishes from home because they don't have to spend money on food and they can feel like you're more a part of the event. Remember that frugal weddings don't have to be potluck events though. They can also incorporate the convenience of catering through restaurants that offer affordable options for dinner reception food or even just hors d'oeuvres and a drink bar that is often offered by the venue too. So you can plan an inexpensive reception with hors d'oeuvres, appetizers, or buffet-style dinner to help keep costs low and then serve alcohol too. Uh, Another way to save is to serve alcohol in cans instead of bottles so that there's less waste at your wedding um, due to recycling laws in some places. That kind of varies location to location. And this will also save you money because canned beer is usually cheaper than buying the bottled stuff from the store. Uh, So when I got married, my husband's grandparents actually volunteered to basically cater our wedding. My dad is a cattle rancher and he donated a bunch of meat and then my husband's grandparents cooked it and served it plus some sides so our food was really really affordable thanks to their generosity and decorate for less you can make frugal centerpieces and other dire- decorations by looking for sales or coupons for craft stores like michael's like they always have sales going on Craft your own decor and centerpieces, even if you have to recruit friends or family. Uh, You'll find out who really loves you. Use fake flowers that are easy on your budget and able to be reused again by family members when they hold their own weddings or other celebrations. You can create floral arrangements using things like fruit baskets that won't cost as much as fresh flowers. You could get crafty with materials found like tree branches, wild grass, or pine cones. Make your own centerpieces using materials purchased at craft stores and assembled by family and friends. So rather than buying flowers from a florist, you can use a grocery store too that has a floral department. You may have to make the arrangements yourselves, but the flowers will be less expensive. Keep the clothing costs reasonable. When searching for the perfect wedding dress, look through the sales racks first. So if you look at the dresses that are on sale 
first. That will help avoid falling in love with a full price dress. It's a lot easier to like the cheap option when you haven't seen the more expensive options. You can also visit smaller wedding dress stores as well. They tend to have more flexible pricing and better sales, honestly, than chain stores. My dress came from the only wedding dress store in a town with less than 5,000 people near my in-law's home. I actually only spent about $425 because of that great deal. For the men in the ceremony, select more affordable ensembles to rent. So rather than a full tuxedo, choose slacks, a shirt, and a vest. Honestly, most people don't even pay attention to what the men in the wedding party are wearing. Um, my husband was actually in a wedding where, like, it was a more Western-style wedding. So he had to purchase Wrangler jeans, like a certain style of jeans, and a specific shirt. And... I don't know, eight years later, he's still wearing those jeans. So and that's a really great option. If you are going for a more casual feel to your wedding, choose something that people can actually wear again. Find a frugal wedding officiant. Make sure to research the laws in your state first, obviously, but you may be able to save significantly on your officiant's fees. I paid $100 to have a local judge officiate my wedding. And my brother, actually, since then, uh, has officiated weddings for his friends in the last few years. You can find a legal and cheap option with a little investigation. What are frugal alternatives to a traditional wedding? A courthouse ceremony. If you don't care about a big ceremony... Just get married at your courthouse. The whole cost of your wedding will be equal to the fee for the marriage license itself. You can spend a little more if you want to, to bring a photographer with you, or host a simple reception afterward to include your family and friends. Elope. <laughs> My favorite suggestion. You can plan an elopement ceremony that's more adventurous, even. You can leave the country altogether for a destination elopement in Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. I have seen so many beautiful photos lately of elopements in the mountains near my home. They seriously make me want to renew my vows or just have a photo shoot in one of those beautiful spots. Even if you take a few close friends or family members with you, the travel cost won't come close to the expense of a full wedding. On the day of my wedding, when I was stressed out and overwhelmed, I absolutely wished that we had eloped. Today I'm happy to have the photos, which you could obviously still get with an elopement, but I don't think skipping the big ceremony and party would have ruined anything because the point of the wedding is to get married. And whether you have a huge wedding or you elope, you're walking away with the same end result. A destination wedding. So a destination wedding might not save a lot of money, but it would definitely be an experience for you and your guests. Keeping the guest list on the smaller side due to the distance will help reduce some cost, although you'll still have travel expenses. So it might not be the most frugal option, but it could help. Have a small wedding and a larger reception. 
So this was the route that my husband and I chose. We had a small wedding followed by a reception with the wedding guest, like immediately after. And later we had less formal, so potluck, receptions in each of our hometowns. We got married in the town where we attended college, so this reduced travel time and expense for our guests. They didn't have to come from our hometowns to the town where we got married. And having a less you know, fancy reception at a later date reduces wedding reception costs like linens, venue fees, and more expensive catering options. So I've talked a lot about it, but how I personally had a frugal wedding. As a broke college student, I worked really hard to have a frugal wedding. And now, almost 12 years later, I wish I had stressed less, but it really was a fun day. So to save money, I offered $500 to local venues and asked if they had any options, you know, openings for that amount, and it worked. Bought my wedding dress during a sale, limited the guest list to 40 people, had my husband's grandparents cook beef that my dad donated to us for the main meal, and they did an amazing job, and even helped serve at the buffet. I bought flowers and our cake from a grocery store. I made the centerpieces and arranged the flowers with the help of my siblings and parents. We served box wine and keg beer so that we could open, offer an open bar. Like It was free alcohol, so nobody complained. Uh, we cleaned up the next day ourselves with the help of our family rather than having the venue clean the location. And we actually had our dog serve as a flower girl. She was obviously special to us, but that also meant that we didn't have to buy a dress. And to clarify, we didn't have any young nieces who could fill in for that position, so we went with our dog. We also hired a non-professional DJ who had a speaker system, and so he just played CDs that we and my sisters had created. We basically made our own playlist. He played them with speakers. It was fine. If you're looking to save money on your wedding, it can definitely be done. You just need to know where the most expensive parts of a wedding are and what areas you can cut back in in order to not spend as much. Use these tips for saving money on your venue, food costs, ceremony size, and even finding an inexpensive cake alternative. And if you really want less stress around planning a big event with lots of people who will demand their own creative input, just elope. It may seem like selecting from one or two options is limiting at first, but when it comes down to paying for things outside of those few choices, there's plenty more room for creativity without breaking the bank. To recap, you can save money on your wedding by using some or all of these tips. Skip the planner, but make sure to ask for help. Seek a more affordable venue. Keep the guest list small. Look for alternative cake sources. Get creative with your menu and catering. DIY the decor. Shop around for clothing and an officiant. And consider alternatives to a traditional wedding. So what should you do next? Seriously, consider your wedding expenses, especially if you're at the beginning of the planning process. Obviously, you should discuss it with your partner and listen to my episode on talking to your spouse about money, but there's no shame in having a simple or small wedding. Does it really make sense to spend tens of thousand dollars 
on one day. Start your marriage off on a good financial footing. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy the Balance Fi podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review on iTunes or told a friend. As always, you can head to balancedfi.com to connect with me and stay in touch. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at balancedfi. Until next time, stay intentional and look for balance.